All right, girls, this is episode nine. And in this episode, I sit down with one of my clients, actually, Erin, who runs her own business called Unearthed Vitality. And she helps mainly mothers uh, in their training journeys after they've had their babies. Um, and this was just an awesome podcast. Erin and I also ha- always have a great chat. So I'm just excited for you guys to hear about what we talk about. Um, as always, feel free to uh, give us a five-star rating and subscribe, and we'd love to hear your comments and feedback. Thanks, girls. Bye. Ladies, welcome to the Strong Girls Talk podcast. So we're here to talk all things fitness, mindset, and health, practical to the women that we train. My name's Ellie, and along with my sister Georgia and cousin Kayla, our mission is to really empower you to be stronger and fitter, not only physically, but mentally as well, ready for all that life throws at you. As coaches of our own gym, providing functional fitness for women, we not only coach our clients on how to do deadlifts, squats, and pull-ups, but we also want to help you on your journey of self-confidence and body love. So if you're looking to improve your life with awesome breakthroughs, advice on nutrition, training, and mindset specifically for women, you've come to the right place. Let's go. Alright guys, so welcome to episode 9. I'm here with one of my clients actually, Erin, um, and she owns Unearthed Vitality in Gordon. Um, so Erin has been a PT for how many years? Uh, it's my fifth year. Okay, cool. Five years. Um, and she basically runs this business where they focus on helping families get fit for, I guess, life and, and for their kids, yep. um, which I think is really, really interesting. Um, and I guess what we're, what we really want to talk about is, um, I guess that journey from being someone that doesn't have kids to mm. someone that has kids and yeah. how you can balance all these, um, I guess, uh, balls that you have to juggle, um, in terms of like having a family, eating well, getting yeah. to the gym, getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we will try and tackle all this stuff for you. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to start, Erin, um, with, I guess, a little bit about your story mm-hmm. and I guess kind of how you guys decided that this is what you wanted to do with your business and how, why you wanted to help people uh, the way you help them. Yeah. No, it sounds good. Um, well, thanks for having me. No, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I became a trainer five years ago and I work on the North Shore in Sydney and I was helping a lot of mums. Um, and I guess I enjoyed that and I realized that, okay, mums are going to be sort of my sort of niche market, I guess, but I didn't really have, um, sort of any level of empathy towards mums. So if they had sick kids or whatnot, I'd, I think sort of oh, I'd get a bit frustrated and think like, oh, well, come on, just, just come along and do this and do that. And, um, it was really only until I had Lewis, who's now 22 months, that I really developed a deeper level of empathy towards mums. And I realised how freaking hard it is to find that balance because when you have no kids, it's like you can literally do whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, and being a trainer, I, you know, obviously training and exercise for me is incredibly important. And I sort of thought, well, how am I going to now fit this in and be this role model to these other, you know, mums that I'm trying to motivate and inspire um, when I've got a child that I need to fit into my schedule. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's why I decided that when I came back from maternity leave that I really just wanted to work with mums specifically and have a um, child-friendly studio so they can actually bring their kids and not have that element of, you know, what am I going to do with them? Do I have to get a babysitter or, or whatnot? 
Um, because as a mum, what I've realised is that we will put ourselves last and we'll make sure that kids happy, partners happy, husband, whoever it may be, and then our health really sort of starts to not deteriorate, but goes on the back burner a bit, and then we start to feel, you know, pretty shitty about ourselves, and you know, we start to really battle with our body image, and um, and just really missing that sort of energy that we need to look after kids. So mm-hmm. that's why I've really started focusing just on mums. Okay, cool. Well. You know, I think it's a really awesome story and what you're doing is um, really amazing. So why don't you t- – like I really like the story of how you kind of went through pregnancy. So do you want to tell us a little <laughs> – like I've heard this a few times, but <laughs> yeah. do you want to tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, yeah. your experience as being a trainer, someone mm. in the fitness industry and having to go through yeah. pregnancy? Definitely. Because um, I think a lot of the time we see a lot of people on Instagram and it's the perfect, amazing <laughs> – or maybe not just Instagram, <laughs> like everywhere that's, you know, portrayed as this, you know, beautiful, like yeah. amazing zen-like, yes. I don't know, little I think bumps. anyway, yeah. Mm. Um, sure. Time and then people have to kind of snap back as quickly as they can yeah. to pre-baby body or this type oh, of thing. Um, so yeah, do you want to tell us a little yeah, bit about that story? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I guess as a trainer, before I fell pregnant, I always had this expectation that I would have this neat little baby bump and that I would be able to do training all throughout pregnancy, no problem. I remember saying to my trainer at the time, when I found out that I was pregnant, I was like, I don't want this pregnancy to get in the way of my training. And then two weeks later, I had incredible morning sickness and I couldn't <laughs> train for about eight weeks. Um, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, what the hell? Um, so so straight off the bat, like things were really different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember clients at the time when I finally told everyone, everyone said to me, it's like, oh, you'll just, you'll bounce back straight after this pregnancy. And I remember that really sort of sat with me and I thought, shit, there's this pressure now on me as a trainer that I should be able to just bounce back. Um, and for me, I didn't really know what bouncing back was. Like, would I be back in the gym at six weeks or, or six months or 12 months? I didn't really sort of understand that concept. Um, and then you would look on Instagram and see these, you know, celebrity like women who, you know, have six packs whilst they're pregnant and, you know, mm. back in the gym after pregnancy. Um, I couldn't have been further from any of those things. I had bad morning sickness for about two months, I think. And then I had really pretty debilitating hip pain and I was gigantic. So <laughs> at 20 weeks, I had a lot of people tell me that I looked like them at full term and that Mm. was really hard to hear because it's still your body and Mm. you really take it personally um because you're not thinking of yourself as this just a person with a baby like you're still you if that Mm. makes sense and what did you find so um I guess shocking about those comments like why did you take them so much to heart uh I think at the end of the day it's like you know I is when I was younger and this is another story like I I can I really battled with body image Mm. so I sort of you know if someone would comment about how I looked I used to find that really difficult Um, and then I think when you become pregnant because it's totally out of your control you don't Mm. know how big you're gonna get you don't know what's happening with your baby it's sort of you feel a bit out of control in a way Um, so I found it sort of people sort of treat you a bit like an object and Mm -hmm. not a human so I always say to people now if you ever see someone pregnant just tell them they look amazing Mm. and don't comment on the size that they are and it goes both ways some people who what I found out they might have small bumps and if someone says oh you're so little and tiny 
then they start to feel like, oh my God, is there something wrong with my baby? You know, and it's this whole sort of thing that you go, go on in your head. So yeah, I couldn't um, exercise how I thought at all. Mm. Um, so do you think you're doing like keeping pull-ups and toes to bar and yeah, push-ups? Like yeah, deadlifting hardcore, but no, I'd jump on the rowing machine with my legs as wide as I could so I could fit my belly through. Um, I did do a bit of training and that was, it was fine. It kept my sanity going and I was still training clients and I wanted to be like, you know, still active and people to see that you can be active throughout pregnancy. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a lot harder than I thought. Um, and yeah, I, I then started to really feel that pressure of that whole bounce back and especially as a trainer, but then just for mums in general, I think you start thinking of that straight away and it's like, hang on, that shouldn't even be part of your, Mm. what's happening in your mind at the moment. Just focus on pregnancy and healthy baby. So how far along were you in the pregnancy before you started thinking about like getting your body back? Do you think? Um, I think because I was so big in my belly like I felt like my body had changed dramatically Mm. so I sort of became accustomed to being really different in my body if that makes sense so I kind of thought okay if I've gotten so big I'm not going to just snap back really quickly my body has really changed Mm. so I was like I decided probably probably when I was maybe six or seven months um that I was going to allow not allow myself but give myself at least 12 months to get back to sort of feeling fit and strong and, you know, not pregnant yeah, <laughs> anymore. Yeah. And that was probably the best thing I could have done. Mm. Um, so you set like a not such a harsh expectation yes, on yourself. You gave yourself time. a lot of leeway to mm. feel better. Because I think, you know, for, like I haven't had kids, mm. but – you know, when I train pregnant mums, it is like an extreme thing to happen to your body. So like, it's pretty crazy yeah, yeah. what oh, um, what yeah. women have to go through to, like, pop a baby out. Like, it yeah. is absolutely – like, I still can't believe it's a thing. Like, <laughs> Neither how, can I. Who designed this? Seriously. It's, like, crazy. <laughs> Why oh, would no. you think this is a good idea? Anyway. <laughs> true. <laughs> but, like – So, true. so of course – in my mind, I'm like, well, of course it's going to take 12 months. Yeah. Like, it's almost like having, I mean, maybe equivalent to having, like, major surgery or oh, something. Like, it's time. a really long recovery. Yeah. Like, you know, you're pushing something, like, yeah. huge out of your body. Yes, like, exactly. And just, just carrying something like that for nine yeah. months is, is That's true. On. Like, ever, if, if anyone's ever carried, like, a war ball or a slam ball or something oh. and walked with it yeah. for, like, 200 metres. <laughs> like, your heart rates come, through the roof, Yeah, exactly. You know? come doesn't on, feel very like, comfortable. Yeah, you're going to do that all day, every day. Yeah, like sleep with it. Yeah, sleep with it. selling pregnancy here yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah it's full on and that's you know and everybody is different so just Mm. because you're you know a pretty fit person to begin with doesn't mean that you're going to have this smooth sailing pregnancy like Mm. often I'll speak to new mums who haven't trained in maybe five or ten years no issues with their pregnancy Mm -hmm. you know they they're sort of back to their sort of pre-pregnancy size I won't say weight but size and that kind of thing within you know a few months and they didn't really have to think about it whereas there's someone like me who gained 30 kilos and you know I was lost all my strength and it Mm. took me a while to sort of build back up and I think it's that point it's not like you're like you're a very healthy person like you eat really well you train properly you know you have a great for me knowing you now you have a great mindset about you know health and fitness yeah um, and that doesn't necessarily mean, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like yeah. you're eating shit through the pregnancy. No, it's not, it was just no. a really like hard thing for your yeah, body to go through. Exactly. I guess. Like, your body will respond however it wants mm. to be. And I think that's where you got to let go of that kind of control and just take it 
day by day and especially yeah. post-pregnancy as well. This reminds me of the time I got my wisdom teeth out yeah. and I thought I was going in for like to get a tooth re- like you know yeah. I thought it was gonna be really easy I thought <laughs> yes. I was gonna walk out I thought I was going back to school on yeah. the same day and literally like a week later I still couldn't move my yeah. mouth my what the hell? yeah What's my cheeks to me? yeah, yeah it, was it was crazy the same thing. that's mm. so true I think yeah you just gotta yeah day by day and don't put like too yeah, much ready. pressure it's on fine. yourself <laughs> you had your wisdom teeth yeah, 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 no, I know what it's like it's all good <laughs> same 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 different <laughs> okay cool so okay you had you had the better you had Lewis, um, yeah. and obviously, um, uh, how did you find that next 12 months then? Like, what was the next steps for you? How did you mm-hmm. find kind of rehabilitating yourself yeah, well, <laughs> after true. that yeah, traumatic it experience? It's, it's, I know. It's so true. So I probably stopped exercising when I was about 38 weeks because I was so just... So pretty late, though, for yeah, most people. Late. Yeah, And what we... Can I just ask quickly before we go on? What, we, yeah. what kind of training were you doing? Just super basic stuff? Yeah, like, pretty basic stuff. I was rowing I was doing some ball slams you know light yeah. ball slams body weight squats some body weight lunges yeah. up and down stairs like pretty basic but because I was so huge if um, anyone doesn't know me I'm five foot one and I had mm. a 10 pound baby which is pretty <laughs> just so you know wow. <laughs> it's pretty nearly five kilo baby um yeah so it became really uncomfortable and I got to a point where I was like this doesn't feel good anymore mm. I'm I'm done um Lewis wasn't born till nearly 42 weeks so I had oh, wow. four weeks so of kind of just time. waiting around wasn't exercising didn't want to anyway and then you know post-birth six weeks later so that's already 10 weeks that I hadn't trained so for someone like me and yourself that's a really long time mm. right not to exercise when it's part of our sort of daily routine um so six weeks post, um, got a checkup and was all okay. So I started to do some really light training again, body weight stuff. So body weight squats, push-ups, you know, all your basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt so incredibly weak. It mm. was insane how weak I felt and it was very unusual feeling to feel like that Mm. um and because I felt so weak it was a bit of like a slap in the face so I was like I need to do something really gentle here so I decided to do six weeks of postnatal pilates yeah that's completely so different to what I've ever done ever (laughs) um but I did that because I just thought I need to take some baby steps here and let my body recover I had quite bad abdominal separation from carrying such a big baby um so I did that and then so that was probably so probably then from three months on I started putting some weight into my so lifting weights again Mm -hmm. um really light just maybe with a 10 kilo dumbbell and some pressing but still it was really heavy really sort of shocked me at that how heavy it was um and then probably around the four five month mark I really wanted to get back I was feeling pretty good wanted to get back into it and that's I'm pretty sure when I contacted mm-hmm. you I think Lewis was five months old yeah I think you're right um and Lewis was getting to a point I was training in our studio he was fine he was in the pram getting easy you know easy to look after whilst I trained but he got to a point where he needed a lot more attention from me and I was really enjoying that one hour of my time because that's all you really get as a mm. as a new mum so I wanted to then put him into a crate so I could actually have that hour to train properly and really focus and that was probably the best thing that I've done nearly over 12 months on now for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so you put so you had 6 weeks off after birth mm. which would be 10 weeks like all up. Yeah. Um and then you did 6 weeks postnatal. Yeah. Um and then you started training with weights for a couple yeah. of months and then you got actually, you know, 
quite into it. Um, yeah, obviously. I'd probably say from six months, or when Lewis was six months old, I was really sort of starting to find my groove mm-hmm. again, I think. And when I look back, I think, gee, that's actually not a really long time no. at all. Uh, for someone like yeah, like us, that is a long time though. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember there were a few goals that you were like, I want to have by like the end of the year, end of the year. but it was yeah. like you'd hit them halfway through. So you're yeah. hitting goals a lot quicker than yeah, like you were, you were, I guess, coming back a lot quicker than you thought you were going to. Yeah, and so, I put that down to previous like training in the past. Yeah, so yeah. you can train, you know, through pregnancy and before like your recovery sort of my own experience is going to be so much faster than um someone who doesn't train because your muscle memory is there it just feels like a really long time for us because we're so used to doing it it's part of our life yeah yeah so um yeah that pre pre pre-training and throughout pregnancy is the best thing you can do highly recommend it yeah yeah if you can yeah so obviously yeah you had like um you know, uh, morning sickness and stuff like that and, mm. you know, took eight weeks off or whatever because yeah, that, in the was, beginning, yeah, yeah. that was obviously not happening or whatever. No, yeah, it was um, horrible. And how did you deal with – you said you had, like, a lot of hip pain. How did, mm. did you train through that hip pain or did it get better? I did train through that hip pain. I saw an osteo and she helped me out quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just I just trained through it because I had to exercise. I just – it it just helped my mental state so yeah. much. So. You know, if I was obviously if I was in pain, I wouldn't push through too much, but mm-hmm. I would sort of amend things rather than doing, you know, a deeper squat. Maybe I'd go sort of halfway or a half lunge or something like that. Um, and was it just pressure on your hips, just from like Lewis being? Yeah, huge? just every yeah, just huge exactly. Um, whole body shifting. So when you're pregnant, you get that relaxing hormone yeah. in your body, and everything gets really lax. And yeah. Um, so yeah, as soon as he was born, it instantly went away. So funny, oh, that. funny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty awful. Like I remember walking into the shit. <laughs> it was pretty horrible. Pretty, pretty horrible. Um, and I would have taken an outdoor group session and I'd walk into the studio, I'd just be in tears because oh. it was so painful and you just have to put on this brave face that you're this glowing, pregnant, fit woman and uh deep down inside I was not at all (laughs) yeah so did you find that hard to kind of reconcile like obviously Mm. what that expectation was versus how you're actually feeling like you had to put on this brave face yeah I did I Mm. really put on a brave face and I found that really hard and I think next time round which isn't anytime soon I will be far more open sort of with my clients and because of that empathy they Mm. understand what I'm going through and I understand you know that they will understand mm. if that makes sense. So you almost really thought that you had to like be almost like strong for them and, oh, and totally. show that, you know, yeah, exactly. This is, you know, this is everything's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I remember I drive in my car feeling like I was about to throw up, get to the training session, just put this like face on and be that super energetic, like motivating trainer that we do so well. And then just get back in the car and be like, oh, almost wanting to throw up. So it was, um, it was tough. Yeah, it sounds really, really hard. <laughs> It was tough. But, um, yeah, but that was me just putting too much pressure on myself. Yeah. Mm, so I won't do that again. Oh, well, I guess you learned. Yeah, <laughs> I did. That's <laughs> right, you do. Like exactly. <laughs> so um, okay, cool. And then I guess what I also wanted to ask you is how have you found um, post-baby? Because you mentioned before that you had, I guess, a lot of um, issues with uh, body love and self-confidence mm. in your body and things like that. And yeah. how has that kind of changed now post baby because we were talking about how 
I guess a lot of women feel the need to snap back as fast as they can yeah. and be pre-baby. Mm. I don't really wear that. Like, I mean, I guess it's society's pressure on women to yeah, the look, whole a certain, thing. look a certain way. But, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. Does that come from anything, like, that you can think of? Or is it know. just... I think it's just social media. Like, just, okay. I don't know. I don't know where it comes from, to be honest. That whole, like, snapping back. Yeah, like, I wonder if it's always been a thing or it's, like, Hollywood's new mum's always, like, the pressure's on yeah. to get back and look up like so. that. I think so. Like, it's, it's almost like a badge of honour if you, yeah, are back wearing your size 8 jeans. Mm. You know what I mean? And I just think that's so wrong, mm. you know? Like, I was wearing... Like, I'm, a, I'm pretty, like, a small person. As I said, five foot one, I'm, like, a size 10, I guess. But I was wearing, like, size 14 clothes mm. post-pregnancy. And and that was, you know, it's a bit sort of not confronting. But then it's like, well, I've just had a baby. Like, mm. why would why would I be a size 10 to, like, six weeks later? Like, mm. how is that even possible? <laughs> yeah. That's what people think they should be. Um, so I guess my body changed a lot, like, as I said, huge baby. So I've got like heaps of loose skin on my belly mm-hmm. and I had a C-section as well. So I got a C-section scar and you get this really awesome shelf of skin that hangs over the top <laughs> of it, which is, um, yeah, which is a little bit different, but, um, it's actually never affected me. Um, but I've had, you know, people in the past tell me, it's like, oh, you know, you could get a, um, a tummy tuck or something like that. And I just always find that really crazy that someone would suggest that to very, me. Very um, bold, I guess. Very bold. Yeah, like, well, thinking, well, why said, do I need yeah. Why do I need one? What's wrong with having some loose skin after carrying a baby? Like, mm. what, what's wrong with that? So, it's almost like you really need to change the way people think about postnatal yeah. looks, I guess. Yeah, like, you know, totally. I think it I think everyone, maybe because everyone has, like, a lot of people have kids. Yeah. Um, so it's, just like, a common thing. Yeah. But it's probably almost, like, a bit undervalued how much women mm. go through when they so have a baby. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it, you know, it's, it's like, oh, you just pop them out, like, off you go. Oh, yeah. And everyone just puts on a brave face about it. No. But, you know, obviously it is, like, a very traumatic thing for your body to go through and also emotionally very traumatic. Oh, absolutely. Mm. The amount of, you know, stories I hear from mothers having traumatic births yeah and let alone that's you know totally mental side of things let alone the physical like Mm. if you combine those two things together it's like recipe for disaster you know it's awful then we think we've got to be these tiny little fit things and fitting back into pants we wore when we were you know you know in our early 20s when we you know didn't have a worry in the world it's just Mm. sort of I don't know it's a ridiculous kind of thing and I think people I think also people congratulate people if they bounce back really quickly, and I think mm. that's really wrong. Okay, well, talk to me a little bit more about that. Like, what in an ideal world, what what do you think should happen? Like, obviously, everyone's different, mm. so they're all, like, you might take longer to bounce back than someone else. Yeah. Um. So, what should they kind of do? Well, I think for me, when I speak to a lot of new mums and they say, I'd like to get back to these genes, I'd like to get back to this or that and the other. And I kind of think we need to steer people away of how they used to be. Mm. And even the term bouncing back, I think is not great. Um, And it's sort of now saying, okay, well, who are you now? Who are Mm. you now going to become? Like, who is this new, awesome mum that you're going to be? What type of mum are you going to be? Are you going to be a strong mum? Are you going to be a mum that runs? Are you going to be, you know, what type of mum are you going to be? And sort of creating this new kind of persona and getting excited about that rather than always looking back at what you were and trying to get back to that sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's like an amazing point. Like, I really hadn't thought about 
yeah. that type of idea. Like, okay, you've had this journey up until this point. Mm. Um, you've gotten pregnant mm. and then that pregnancy is going to be probably, you know, an experience in itself. Yeah. But afterwards it's not necessarily about looking back and where, what, where you've come no. because you've got so much further to go. Yeah. Like yes. where where yeah. do you want to go with this and exactly. how, how do you want to show up for your kids and how do you want to kind of present to them because – Obviously, when I hear things like, um, oh, well, you you know, mum's obsessed with kind of getting their bodies back or whatever, mm. it's probably not like a really healthy relationship to have with your body if you're worried so much about getting that post-baby yeah. body back. Like, what are the other things that, I guess, um, you know, you have to look at in your life yeah. that are kind of causing you to want to do that, I guess? Yeah. like. Why do you feel such a strong drive to want to, like, lose weight or, yeah. you know, bounce back? You just had a baby. Like, that should probably be your top priority, I guess. Yeah, and also so looking after your health, for example, to make sure you can show up as well as possible for, for, the, 100%. for the child. Yeah, you've nailed it there. It's really looking at – it's looking at your why. And it's and I say we talk to our mums a lot about this. It's like, okay, well, why is being a size 8 so important to you then? How is that going to enhance your life and you as a mother? being a size, you know, what it is, or whatever, everyone often talks about weight, I want to be, you know, 60 kilo, or whatever it is. Yeah. And then when you ask that sort of question, people kind of look at you and think, well, I'm a bit shallow, aren't I? You know, like, mm. I can't believe that sort of, that's that's actually not that important to me. I'd rather be, you know, strong for my kids and active and be able to rumble with them and play with them mm. and, and have those interactions. So I think once you delve in a little bit deeper to people's, you know, why and why being, you know, healthy is what it is at the end of the day is yeah. important to them they kind of they move past that whole size thing and the whole you know getting back into certain yeah. clothes and things like that because it's always the argument that like when you move past wanting to like be a size eight let's just use the size eight as an yeah. example yeah. so if I said to Erin Erin comes to me and says I go oh okay Erin like you just had a baby mm. like what's your what's your what would you like to do like why mm. are you coming to me and she mm. says oh, I want to be a size 8. Mm. And you go, okay, why, Erin, do you want to be a size 8? Mm. And then you kind of go, oh, well, you know, I've just had a baby. I need to be back to a size 8 because, mm. you know, I just want to look good. Mm. Why, do you want to, why do you want to do that? Yeah. As soon as you start to press people on these yes. questions, like mm. it all starts to kind of fall apart. And you, yeah, you know, you, you know, well, why do you want to be a size 8? Well, mm. why, do you, uh, sorry, why do you feel like you need to look good um, after you've had a baby? Oh, well, because mm. that's that's going to help me help you what? You do, you get a little bit stuck. And um, I think it's important to kind of ask uh, for people to ask these questions of themselves. Like what are you really trying to achieve? Yeah. Like what is the motive behind it? And what has, who has put that idea in your head as well? Yeah, exactly. Like, so why, true. why do who you think that? that? Yeah. yeah. Who, who's, is that your thought or is that <laughs> someone else kind of, pro are you projecting yeah. someone else's thought on you? Yeah. I think people, yeah, that's so true. Mm. That's so true. They can recreate, you know, their own kind of path. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be someone else's path if they've bounced back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so, I think that what you said before about um, creating yeah like a new future for yourself yeah. it's so powerful because the amount of people that always like every single mum will mm. come not every single yeah. but, but a lot, lot of, yeah, yeah majority I would say like I always hear oh yeah. I want to get back to where I yeah. but really you know it's it's about where do you want to go in the future yeah exactly and imagine if you're this mum and you're 
you know, getting really strong in the gym and you're really, you know, you're sleeping really well and you have all this energy for your kids and you're feeling on top of the world and then you could think, oh, I'm going to pop on those, you know, pre-baby jeans and they don't fit and you're instantly disappointed. It's like, well, Mm. hang on, why is that now? All those great things that are happening to you, getting fitter and stronger and all this stuff, and now just because you put on these side jeans, they don't fit, like, you feel shit? Like, Mm. that is so wrong. Chuck yeah. them out. Start fresh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? You are such a different person. So you are, you are not that person who you were and you've really got to embrace the new one. Yeah, it is really interesting that people want to, like, almost hold on to how they were previously. Yeah. I kind of – it's interesting because I don't think I've ever really – well, not that I've never really done that, but I would – I probably wouldn't do it now. Mm. Like, I'm not really chasing what no. I was like – previously because I'm always trying to progress to be better yeah maybe if I had like an injury or I don't know something like that maybe I'd be like I want to be my back to the fitness that I was yes but it's not chasing something that has it has an external motivator on me yeah that's not not like all society or this person or this ad says that I need to be skinny so I should be that way yeah it's because my internal drive wants me to to continually better myself yeah. and and work towards it a hundred percent that's so true and their mums who do have that they their results come I guess not faster but it, it may be a little bit easier because they're mm. not putting that pressure on themselves about being certain sizes does that yeah. make sense I don't know if that yeah. really does but um the ones who are chasing numbers um they they really struggle yeah they really struggle to get there so that's that's a big one yeah mm. I think it is really hard because when you chase a lot of the extrinsic motivators mm. so um you know when you're like oh, I need to lose that uh, po- uh post baby you know tummy yeah. or whatever it is yeah you know it's a motivation but there's no kind of like internal pull from there because no. it's that pressure on you from outside so. You know, you don't really like deep down. You probably don't really care. No, like, it's so true. There's, you know, there's probably something in there that's stopping you because it's like, at the end of the day, like I'm not, I don't really care about this. Like I care yeah. about looking after my kid a lot more. I exactly. care about you know meeting up with my friends a lot more that's or whatever so true. it is. You take that pressure off yourself as well. Mm. It's like you know if you have a coach and that says like I don't care how much you weigh. I'm never going to weigh you. It's people like. <gasps> Really? Like, really? That's not a thing? We don't have to worry about that? It's like, hell no. Let's just focus on your performance, which you're mm. such a big advocate for, which I absolutely love. Um, yeah, it's really changing that perspective mm. on what's, yeah, your health and what it means Because I think you. at the end of the day, when you focus on things like performance, like, the results come anyway. They do. It's so And you're true. much happier for it. Exactly. I always say, um, you know, fat loss is a side effect of when you start focusing on yeah it'll just happen but without you even really noticing it you know or focusing on it so much it's um, mm. it's a good little side effect <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. so I guess what I wanted to also ask is you know um so you have like a new mums that come into your programs mm. and you know they're is it hard to kind of convince them of this stuff or do you find that it's pretty easy for them to make the switch from mm. uh, I need a post baby body to okay I want to like actually perform well in the gym yeah. Um, for my kids or so I can have that energy that you were talking about before. Yeah, yeah, we have a pretty, you know, decent discussion with our clients before they before they start and I really let them know about my philosophy and where I come from and because um, the first thing, and you probably get it too, the first thing people say to you is I want to lose 10 kilos or I want to mm-hmm. lose 5. That's their first number one thing um, and then once we have this conversation, talk a bit more about their why and all that kind of stuff, that kind of not goes out it goes out the window a little bit and they feel I think they feel that pressure is then 
taken off and they're like, oh, this is good. You know, I've heard of some people going to some gyms where each week and they lose weight and they ring a bell. I just thought, oh my God, that's just like the most like, I don't know, <laughs> kind of thing to do for someone. Mm. Um, and people find it really refreshing to focus on your strength and, and fitness goals mm. rather than those numbers. And I think it's a really welcome um, sort of refreshing way of looking at things. Because yeah. um, that's the thing, like at the moment, especially, and then this is like across the board in the fitness industry, mm. we're just saturated with this, you know, fat loss, weight loss, yeah. lose 10 kilos, oh, you know. So many. The, yeah, it's all about the fat burn, blah, 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 mm. blah. Like Quick fixes, yeah, I'm quick, saying. Yeah, mm. no, it is, it is about that a lot. And yeah. I think it's really important that you have gyms like us which really want to actually help you understand mm. there's like a better way of doing things for the longevity of your life yeah, and for exactly. your kids as well. It's so true. Because, and, and things that make you way happier as well. Like yeah. from personal experience and the people that we train, mm. like, you know, these are people that generally enjoy what they do. They come yes. to the gym with a smile yeah. on their face. They're look motivated to come. To they it. look forward yeah, to it. They're not like that. You know the you know the amount of people that you know. For example, if I used to train uh, people at a at, as PT, yeah. you know, I would have clients that like really just didn't want to be there. <laughs> they were just there because they thought they had to lose ten kilos. Yeah, exactly. And I was telling them, you know, mm. exactly what they needed to do to get there. Yeah. And you know. It, Sometimes, like sometimes they would do it, but yeah. it was never like super consistent. No, yeah, that's you it. know, it was try for a bit, doesn't work, or yeah. don't get the results they want fast enough, so they try and move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, that's shit. Yeah, like <laughs> and it's crap. Yeah, mm. it's just not for me personally. It's not like a way that I would ever approach. You know anything that I wanted to no, succeed in, like exactly. you know, you're never going to approach your job and career like that. Like, yeah. oh, how can I quick fix? I mean, some yeah. people do, and you know, maybe that, you, and yeah. it, maybe it works for them. But really fast too. yeah, for the mm. most point, like it's either luck or it doesn't work, yeah, kind of thing. So true. Like all so the true. get rich quick schemes or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they either have like a lot of luck in it, or they, mm. you know, and they never have luck again or whatever. But yeah. yeah, the point is, you'd never approach like a career choice in the way that you would approach mm. like I'm going to lose a 10, 10 pound yeah. a week yeah, uh, right. fitness regime. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're going to go for a career as a lawyer or mm. as a businessman or whatever, like you have a bit of a plan, you have a methodical plan, yeah, you know, exactly. you, you know, like the, yes. the connections that you need to make, the networking that you need to make, the work so that you true. need to put in. Um, yeah. and you know, you will put in the, the work yeah, if that's, that's your right. aspiration. It's so true. That's it. I've never thought of it like that. That's exactly how it is. That's so true. Um, yeah, these quick fixes are just, yeah, ridiculous. Mm. You cannot, yeah, bounce back, I yeah. guess, like that. So mm. for me, like, why would you, you know, if you're not going to do it in that area or in any other area that you can think of in your life where, you know, you really do well in and you're really proud of, like, yeah. it's always been you know, I guess an area that you've probably worked on. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, definitely. Like anything I've ever done that's been like worth it and like I've been like, I succeeded in that is always an area which I've spent time, dedication, consistency, uh, consistency, time mastering the skills. Yeah, it's so true. mm. It's it's a nice sort of slow, steady pace and that, you know, like it does. It gets you the best results. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no quick fixes. So... I guess that kind of leads me into my next question, which Mm. is um, obviously you guys train um, mainly mums, but also Mm. families as well. So you're really big on the family unit being um, 
I guess, within the like in a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so I guess why is it important for families to kind of get fit for you? Why do you think that's like an important aspect of their lives? Yeah. So we've, yeah, this year really, we've really focused on the whole family, whereas um, before it was just the mum. But, you know, as Dan and I have sort of grown as a little family that we are, we've realised that, you know, we, both of us need to be sort of, firing on all four cylinders to be the best parent we can be and the best partner to each other um so we you know dan and i obviously we both exercise um and dan knows that that's a real priority for me so we even um he stopped training clients of a morning on a monday wednesday friday just so i could go train with you Train with Ellie <laughs> because it's such a priority to me. Like I, I have to do it because if I don't, I am not the best mom or wife or, um, you know, business owner that I could possibly be. Um, and so you can't have, it's, you know, it's all a bit of yin and yang, I guess you can't have one without the other. So you can't have the mum doing all these great things or the dad doing all these great things and one's burning out just doesn't mm-hmm. work like that. So Dan and I work best when we're both equally exercising the same and we're both eating really well Um, and that in turn helps us sleep well Um, and then we're you know often really energized and full of energy to help look after Lewis like we're really fortunate we both have equal care of Lewis so he does Dan does 50% I do 50% I know it's quite rare but um, we're really lucky that we can do that Um, so I guess we just really wanted to, we see all these mums coming in here and we're kind of thinking, well, what are the dads doing? Mm. What's happening there? Where's this balance in your life? Um, so that's why we started to look at the whole family. Um, and it's, and it's working really well. We're getting, you know, a few, few more dads in here. Um, and it's then being passed on to the kids Mm -hmm. and that's, what's really driving us is that we live in this crazy world now of kids, you know, sugar is in everything. They're on screens, you know, there's not as much outdoor active play and all that kind of stuff as well. So, you know, we love having parents in here and they're, you know, swinging around on the bars and they often they say, I feel like kids, you know, they're jumping up on boxes and they (laughs) haven't done this since I was a kid. And we're like, awesome. You can now go home and do this with your kids, you know? Mm. Um, and it's just sort of bringing exercise into that sort of fun, um, I don't know, sort of, yeah, a fun sort of way and, and more of like a, you know, we hear the word a lot, functional, but in yeah. a functional way where you can actually be active with your kids rather mm-hmm. than just being, you know, the the tired one on the side just kind of watching and we're thinking far out, life's too short to miss mm. out on all this stuff. You know, our best mm-hmm. times are when we're playing with Lewis and laughing and having lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want everyone to be able to do exactly the same thing. Yeah, cool. Mm. So I have a question last, i probably wrap it up after this, but mm. I have a question about sleep. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's probably one of the biggest things um, I hear from mums and I guess, I mean, I, I'm a women's gym, so mm. I don't hear so much about the dads. So <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Um, but parents that obviously need to, uh, you obviously need to sleep. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's pretty established in the literature that sleep is like one of the most important yeah. things you can do for yeah. your uh, health. Yeah. Um, and also for things like stress, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really important at least kind of seven to eight hours a, a night. Yeah. Um, and obviously having a, a child interrupts this important yeah. part of uh, <laughs> life yeah, so um, or your yeah your health so yeah. what would you what do you recommend to people when because uh, there are a lot of mums I guess when they're yeah. coming back to training hopefully they're training for the right reasons but 
um, what do you say to them when they're just like, I, I don't sleep? What's mm, the, you know? Yeah, that's a big one. And it's, yeah, sleep is tough, especially in those early, early months with a newborn. So mm-hmm. we went through major sleep deprivation with Lewis. He started off pretty good and just got progressively worse. And, you know, he was waking up sort of every hour or two hours up until he was sort of seven months old. Um, and so... The only thing that sort of kept me going and was, you know, gave me a bit of sanity was exercise. Mm. And so as tired as I was by going to the gym and doing a session, like it did give me that burst of energy that I desperately needed. Mm. Otherwise, I probably just would have fallen into a heap and I don't know what would have happened to me. No amount of coffee could have given me the energy that Mm. um, exercise does. So Honestly, if you're, yeah, if you're tired and you think, oh, I couldn't possibly, you know, get up going to the gym, you have no idea what it will actually do for you because Mm. what it did for me was I just, I can't compare it to anything else. So anyone who says they're tired, I just, I cannot handle that as an excuse because (laughs) I just, I've been been there, that's right, and I I went through it and at the time I wasn't working, so I was able to come down to tone like, I don't know, four or five times a week Mm. and that was on very, very little sleep, but mm. I would hang out for that one hour session just so I could get that burst of energy. So, um, you know, you do what you can. It's really hard in the beginning. Like you, you're not going to be getting those precious, you know, mm. seven, eight hours sleep, but you know, you do what you can. And I think by exercising and eating as well as you can, those little precious hours that you get are going to be quality hours. Yeah. And I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how I really got through it as best yeah. as I did. Yeah. So, I keep asking you questions, but... <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Um, so, okay, obviously you mentioned, um, like, nutrition was really important because I know you guys are very, um, obviously have, like, a high... Or Dan's, like, a nutritionist. Yeah, Dan's a nutritionist, yeah. yeah. So there's, like, a high focus on nutrition as well. Yeah. Um, if you give people maybe, one like, one thing that you think is the biggest takeaway um, from nutrition and like helping mums mm. with their lifestyle, what would you what would you say? Oh, yeah, that, it's such a big one. Mm. Um, you know, when you're sleep deprived and feeling shit and lack of energy, like you you do want to go for that sweet stuff, I guess. Mm. At the end of the day, um, oh, it's a real tough one. Like you know, we're as you are, it's all about whole foods. You know, protein, fat, and fiber are our mm. three things that I probably say a thousand times a day to our clients. <laughs> Why am I craving? Are you eating protein, fat, and fiber? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I like not saying this in a nasty way, but it's like you know, if you're going to eat it, would you give it to your kids? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Would you? This be is giving something your kids that I something? find quite interesting. Is yeah. always parents saying like, oh, you know, like I feed my kids so well. Yeah. But then they're not really feeding themselves. No, they're the snacking same. on the tip tabs. It's really. It's, I'm kind of like, but didn't you say that they like? Why yeah. would you? You know, would you? Yeah. yeah it is like an interesting it's kind of double standard in it a weird is. way. Yeah. It's so true. Um, it's really true, and that's why we a lot about um, nutrition education yeah. so that you can then start to pick good things for your kids because, look, we're on, all in this gym environment together and we're all struggling, not us, but, like, our clients are really struggling with their nutrition. It's like, well, hang mm. on, let's set our kids up well so they don't have to go through this process. Yeah. They don't have to worry about nutrition. They just got to worry, not worry, but focus on their training, getting fit and healthy mm-hmm. and strong and that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, just I guess that's a it's a pretty, like, big thing to say to someone and I think you've got to, you know, be 
be careful who you might <laughs> say it to. But I think it's it's true. So if you if you wouldn't um, give it to your kids, why would why would you have it? You know. Yeah. And I think that makes people sort of yeah just sort of question a little, be a bit more mindful, I guess, of what they're putting in their mouth. But just yeah, getting that education around nutrition constantly, I think, is um, really helpful because yeah. it won't happen overnight. I think it is really time. hard. Like one of the things um, probably a lot of parents, I don't know, I assume struggle with would be mm. like just cooking constantly. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, yeah. it can be quite time-consuming yeah, or you kind of like really need to, I guess, develop your skills in the it kitchen is. and kind of have like yeah, – I always, Yeah, I always find having like, an, I guess, an arsenal of uh, mm. different recipes yeah. that are really quick and easy and you don't have to really yeah, think about them. Yeah, you need some them. staples. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's probably like key. And you just, so true. You know, everyone goes, oh, I need variety. Like, yeah, no, we you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, yeah, curries, bolognese yeah. without the spaghetti and like, yeah, the same things over and over and over again. And it's simple and it's easy and it's bulk and you can mm. eat leftovers. So we're yeah, huge exactly. fans of leftovers. So don't make life hard for yourself. Like try and make yeah. it as easy as possible. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And yeah. just things that you like, I guess. Yeah. Like, oh, so true. Lots of stuff you have. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, Erin, thanks so much for coming oh, and having a chat. Yeah, that was good. Thanks yeah. for having me. I no enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, do you have any words of uh, wisdom, I guess, last little um, things? I guess my biggest thing for new mums, um, if you've just had a baby and you've had your six-week checkup, go see a women's health physio. Oh, yeah. I was actually going to ask you about this as well. I yeah. forgot, but, so maybe <laughs> okay. you can tell us a little bit about your story with your abdominal separation because that mm. was a big thing for you. Yeah. Um, and obviously didn't really get fully addressed until you went and saw her, right? Yeah, oh, totally. Mm. I didn't really, I didn't know anything about abdominal separation. When I first heard about it, I thought that was absolutely freaky that your tummy muscles can split Mm. apart. I thought, oh my God, that's going to be so painful and awful. Um, So yeah, I didn't know much about it. I knew it was happening to me during pregnancy because if you've been pregnant before, you would have noticed this, you get this doming shape in your tummy Mm -hmm. and yeah, it sort of looks like a cone if you're sitting up or doing a movement. So I remember I was doing some overhead pressing and I looked down and I have this triangle belly. I'm Mm. thinking, what the hell is going on here? Um, my midwives and that didn't really sort of talk to me much about it but I kind of knew what it was Um, had my six week checkup with the OB uh, not with the OB just with my general practitioner and she just said yep all all is good Um, until I did a check myself of my Mm -hmm. abdominal separation and I could fit like four fingers like between mm. the sort of abs I guess. Which is a lot it's only meant to be two, right? Yeah, yeah. So four four is a lot. Yeah. So I thought, oh that feels, feels double what it's meant to be. Yeah. And I felt really out of balance. Like I mm. felt really wobbly, you know, because my core just wasn't performing how it should. So yeah, well, that's why I went and saw a um uh the physio Pilates and they checked it out and they said yes it is this, that and the other. Um so I did the physio Pilates but then it wasn't until I actually went and saw actual women's health physio Mm -hmm. um and that was only recently so that was probably only a few months ago and this is like maybe 18 months postpartum I still have separation and it was deep so Mm. it's the width and it's also the depth of it Uh, I told her the type of training that I was doing and she could tell how passionate I was about it so she was like I want you to keep doing it but you're gonna have to do like a bit of work and drills because if you don't you'll either end up with really bad back pain or you could end up with things like hernias, mm. um, which I was like, oh, my God, I don't want that to happen yep. to me. You know, that's just <laughs> awful. Um, so, yeah, so – and also when they do that, they're also checking pelvic floor. So Lewis was a C-section. I still carried a really heavy baby onto my pelvic floor. Um, so she really taught me how to activate pelvic floor properly because if mm-hmm. you don't, 
you are going to end up with incontinence and you most women not most but a lot of women end up with terrible things like prolapse which is mm. really common um but it's also one of those things like which um i think you've proven like very simply when you go to the right mm. person that knows how to fix it like it's quite easy to fix right? oh so easy i think i think that's statistics are 70 or 80 percent of anyone with any form of incontinence so even if it's just like a little cough laugh or sneeze like a little bit of ugh, something um it can be fixed mm. you know um the other 20 30 set might be a surgical kind of issue but that's you know in the scheme of things not much mm. um yeah so it's just trying to bring that awareness to women and to say that incontinence isn't normal post-birth mm-hmm. and um there is something you can do about it and see a women's health physio because mm. that'll be the best thing you can do post-birth yeah it's probably a bit of a problem within the industry that a lot of like you like you give birth and whatever and they kind of not yeah like a uh was it a general GP or? Yeah, just yeah. general GP. Like, you know, okay, they might mm. do the finger test or whatever, but, you know, they don't, yeah. it's, that's that's all they do. Like, it's not it really, really anything. Yeah, it's not really a proper yeah, test. There's to, a missing link there. Big yeah, time. Big exactly. time. Like, I get women in here maybe six months post birth and I check their separation. I'm like, oh, okay, that's decent. Have you seen a women's health physio? And they're like, no, what's that? And it's kind of like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah, like, like wouldn't you be referred straight to one after that's birth? What you would, like, that's, that's what you would, what you would think, think would be the smart thing to do, yeah. like an expert in the fact that your yeah, abdominals have separated completely. Like, <laughs> exactly. They don't just fix them. Like, some of them do go back, but you, they need some help. Yeah, yeah. big time. Because you don't want to be making things worse which is what a lot of people are doing mm. so there'll be you start doing things too soon and putting way too much abdominal pressure into their belly and pushing the separation out worse mm. or doing things too heavy too soon and putting mm. more pressure down into their pelvic floor yeah. um so it's just that little bit of awareness goes a long yeah. way and that's the thing like i guess um from my experience coaching women coming back from pregnancy like yeah. you just have to take it slow oh, and you do. move through the motions and listen to your body as yeah, well it like, is it's quite intuitive like mm. that um yeah, you do have to go slow, which can be really hard for a lot of people. Yeah, like but... especially if you're like competitive or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I know I will struggle. Yeah, you'll really struggle, Ella. It'll be tough. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Mum. You'll be fine. No, you'll be fine. But yeah, little, nice and slow. That's like everything. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> I think that was Wrap my last up. question. <laughs> All right, Erin, thanks so much for coming on. Um, oh, yeah, pleasure. it was really good talking. Like, it's always fun to oh, – like, we always have these types of chats. Know, so, you know, we just recorded it this yeah, time. Yeah, that well. was good. Really good. No, thanks for having me. All right, so where can everyone find you um, if you if they want to – see you or speak to you or oh, awesome yeah so we're in um gordon um on the north shore in sydney so our business is called unearth vitality and through facebook is the best way to get mm-hmm. in contact with us so yeah yeah so just look up on earth vitality on on facebook yeah brilliant all right guys thanks again and we'll see you next week bye, bye. well that's it for today ladies thank you so much for listening if you want more of our incredible value-packed content you can find us through these three names at Elbel Tone, at AllGPT, and at Kayla Lee Physio on Instagram. And guys, we would love it if you could please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or whichever podcast app you're using. And also leave a positive comment in the comment section. If you have any friends or family that would also love our podcast, we'd appreciate very much the recommendation. Until next time, girls, stay strong.